Hey, beauty babes. Today we're talking about niacinamide, don't be that guy, and married at first sight. Hi, I'm Asia DeMarcos. You might recognize me from a little cold classic called Miss Congeniality. In Hawaii, don't you use aloha for like hello and goodbye? So? I'm taking all of my Hollywood secrets and the 15 years from being an esthetician and I'm bringing it all to you. I'm combining my two obsessions, beauty and unscripted television. Thanks for joining and welcome to Butasia Unscripted. Hey guys, happy hump day. It's Asia DeMarcos and you're listening to the best skincare podcast that marries skincare education and reality TV fun. So today we're talking about one of the most popular skincare ingredients, niacinamide or niacinamide depending on how you say it. And then we're gonna enter the SPF free zone as we start throwing shade. And today's segment is Don't Be That Guy. (laughs) And if you know me, you know I love talking about relationships. So we're gonna switch gears today and our reality review is Married at First Sight. And by we, I mean me and my bestie, Maria. Hello. Maria is joining me remotely. Hello, Maria. I first want to apologize to everyone last week because we had tons of sound issues. And so we're using a new platform now. So hopefully um, (laughs) your listening experience will be better. That was super embarrassing, but I think we're going to get it together this this time. So Maria is joining me, my bestie. She's new to the beauty industry. And she's also here to represent you as the everyman, former reporter and salesperson extraordinaire. <laughs> Maria, are you ready for some fun? Hell yeah. Bring it on, baby. Um, so have you heard of niacinamide, niacinamide? Have you heard of that ingredient? Yes, I hear about it all the time. I always see it in ingredients. So this is good. It's I everywhere. Always, yes, I always wonder about it. Yeah, well, we have a ton of ground to cover. This is a really versatile ingredient that's, you know, super popular. So, uh, like I said, we have a lot of ground to cover, but we do want to answer a social media question. So, Maria, do you have a social media question for us? Yes. You know, in today's world, there's so many choices for different kinds of products, but I do feel that there's a wide range that is really coming out and really popular with the... um, organic lines or taking a holistic approach or natural beauty as they say approaches yeah so you know is it just a gimmick is it just a marketing ploy are we falling for it or is there really great stuff there that we should pay attention to I mean, that is a really good question. I mean, you do have people out there that are very concerned with what they put on their skin, which is, you know, completely understandable because the skin's the largest organ and tissue and things could tend to, you know, possibly get into the bloodstream. But those kind of ingredients are drug ingredients are regulated by the FDA. And so most people don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Um, You know, parabens, were on the naughty list for a while that were on the market because, you know, they see traces of those in lab rats, but they don't see that stuff in humans. But the FDA is quick to kind of take things off the market on a consumer level when that kind of stuff happens. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad for you. But let me just talk about organic or natural beauty. There's 
no such thing as chemical free. Everything is a chemical. Everything has a chemical component to it. Water is a chemical. So these people that think like, oh, I'm, you know, using a natural holistic line. First of all, if it's over the counter, it's less than 2% active. I say that all the time. But second of all, if you have a product that has no preservatives in it, its shelf life is going to be two weeks. So we need preservatives to keep our products fresh and stable. So there's nothing wrong with preservatives and skincare. And I do, I think it is just a marketing ploy right now. I think it's capitalizing on fear. And um, a lot of it is just marketing claims. And um, you know, if you're not buying from a reputable company, shit, let me just tell you, I mean, all companies lie. The ones, all the commercials we see on TV, they're all, there's, they're, they're all lies. Like there's some form of lie in all of that. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Do you really think even Longoria is using that cream that has vitamin C, retinol and hyaluronic acid in it? Like, no, she's not. <laughs> Good point. Right. So anyway, I went off on a tangent. Did I answer your question? Yeah, I guess they're, you know, I guess it is a marketing ploy and people do fall for it though. I do, I do see it, you know, everywhere. And I think people do fall for it. I mean, there are some brands that can make a bit of difference in your skin, but most of the time the active ingredients, there's, it's not what they claim it to be, right? So there's little tricks of things that they formulate. They'll put like retinol palmitate in there or something to help you know, turn the skin cells over or some sort of acid to give the skin the appearance of brightness or smooth texture. So it, but you really, really need to go with a a product line that is tested in final formulation and have clinical studies. And those are the brands you're going to see at your doctor's office, hopefully, or your dermatologist's office or your med spas, plastic surgeon's offices, those kind of places. Now they do cost more, but you do get what you pay for too. Okay, that's good. Those are good points. And I think the average person probably doesn't even know that. So, and you know, if you're young and you're graduating from, you know, the drugstore brand and you're going, you're getting something that has a little bit more activity in it, or I, you know, you can maybe see a difference in your skin. But my point is like if you're, over the age of 30 and you're seeing wrinkles and you're seeing signs of aging and you're seeing heavy pigmentation on your skin, you need a more active brand. So, you know, check out something that has proven clinical studies. And I think that's a good point to definitely leave with, leave that out there for everyone is, you know, studies, you know, because more than I think the average person will go somewhere or see something and they touch it, they feel it, oh, this feels great on our skin, but we don't even think about, you know, was it tested? It has, you know, any kind of trials or anything like that. So I do think that's a great point and that's a good point to leave with. And, you know, I saw a TikTok video yesterday, this lady, I think she was a makeup artist and she said, I spoke to, now we're talking about makeup now here, but she said, I spoke to a formulator from a popular makeup company because Estee Lauder owns Smashbox. They own like multiple different high-end to low-end brands, right? So um, maybe Estee Lauder doesn't own Smashbox, but I'm not quite sure, but 
my point is, you know, L'Oreal, Estee Lauder, they own from high end to low end brands that you can buy from the drugstore or to your doctor's office. But she asked the formulator of a makeup company, what's the difference? And the formulator said the packaging. Uh So yes, you're going to get, spend more for anything that has natural or national advertising. Definitely because the money has to come from somewhere, but, um, but those brands, I don't know. So take it as, (laughs) as, as you wish with the makeup. But I think there is definitely, you're a big makeup fan. So you tell me, you've, I've tried makeup from like the drugstores versus the stuff I buy at the mass retail markets, the higher end stuff. And I can tell a difference. I, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Looks. So anyway, the jury's still out on the makeup, but <laughs> let's talk about niacinamide because we have a lot of ground to cover with this this little guy. So niacinamide is also called, it's B3. It's a B3 vitamin. I call it the new soda water because I feel like this ingredient does everything. And um, speaking of water soluble, it is, I mean, water, new soda water, it is water soluble. It is an ingredient that plays well with other ingredients. So if it was a high school clique, it would be the class clown because Mm -hmm. it plays nicely with others and it's well enjoyed by everyone and it can be the main star or a supporting cast member. So perfect. it's very inexpensive. Yes, Um, niacinamide can be found naturally in the foods we eat. It's in yeast, meat, fish, eggs, green vegetables, grains. So pretty much everything. So you can find it naturally in foods. It is um, found in our body. And so there's three categories that it, that it works with. So for number one would be acne because it is a powerful anti-inflammatory. Um, it can calm acne prone skin and improve redness as well as control, control oil production. So you'll see it in a lot of acne ingredients. Okay. I have seen that. That's good. I mean, you really, I don't know of a, I feel like every product line has this ingredient in it. So uh, acne, so if you're oily, acneic, you know, it's great for you. Um, It's pretty versatile. Like I said before, it's it's well tolerated by people. So the next category we have is the anti-aging category. And it's great great because it helps um, regenerate the energy supply. So it does help support the collagen of elastin, collagen, elastin, and hyaluronic acid, which is pretty special. And one of the main components that it does is it does help protect against UV damage. So that's one of the main factors of aging. So it almost kind of sounds like similar to what a vitamin C would do for the skin, that a niacinamide would do. But again, it's a little bit, better tolerated, you know, vitamin C can be irritating to the skin. So it does help with the coenzyme functions. It does help protect the, you know, internal CoQ enzymes that help protect the skin cells because that's where 95% of our aging is done is internally in that skin cell. So, but it also is helping that extracellular matrix. So the extracellular matrix is that external 
a factor of our skin. And um, yeah, it's going to help also help with tool. Do you know what tool is? Have you heard of it? T-E-W-L? No, don't know what that is. So supposedly niacinamide will boost the production of ceramides and tools. So that's called trans epidermal water loss. Mm. So that's pretty, pretty significant. That's pretty special. So not only, so most, so this is where I, when I'm looking at, you know, ingredients that are help with anti-aging or, you know, irritating skin conditions. It's really nice to find a skincare product that doesn't irritate or over dry the skin. Because once you have inflammation in the skin, then it's just the cascade of just everything, you know, falling apart. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So it's really interesting that it can work on anti-aging. It has acneic benefits, but then also pigmentation, which is the number two skin concern for women. Number one would be wrinkles. Number two would be pigmentation. And pigmentation is usually more prevalent in ethnic skin or people that have, uh, you know, that tan easier. Hmm. But it, what it does is it can stop the transfer of melanocytes into the keratinocyte. So it stops that transfer. So you don't have an overproduction of melanocytes that cause that, you know, that those dark spots on the face. Yes. Okay, and also supposed to help inhibit inflammation because inflammation also leads to pigmentation of the skin. So if we're controlling that redness, we're controlling that inflammation, then we are going to have less pigmentation on our skin. So, you know, you have darker skin. You have, you know, you're Hispanic ethnicity. Right. So you notice like when you get a, a cut or a burn, like your skin will pigment, you'll have a, a little scar for a while. Right. Right. So if this is helping reduce that inflammation, you're gonna, it's going to lead to less pigmentation. And um, what I find really, really interesting is they did a clinical study with niacinamide. It was an eight-week study. So the test subjects had half niacinamide on their face and half 4% hydroquinone. Do you know what hydroquinone is? I've seen it. It's used in a lot of products for hyperpigmentation. Yes. It's only available in prescription form here in the yes. United States at a 4% and a doctor has to prescribe it to you. And a lot of physicians will cycle you on and off hydroquinone because again, this was one of those products that was shown uh, in clinical studies, toxicity levels in the liver of lab rats in a 2% form. So some doctors believe and some people believe, I believe that you should cycle on and off of it. It is the gold standard because it does immediately help with pigmentation. It's the fastest thing, one of the fastest, because what it does is it blocks the signal, the melanocyte production signal, right? So it blocks and inhibits melanocyte formation. But you know what happens when you tell something to stop in your body? What happens? Well, you could get like a rebound effect and it could make it worse. Once oh, you, gosh. So, so it's not really, I don't know. It's just for, for me, a kind of an unnatural approach to pigmentation, but that's just my personal opinion. But yeah, so in this study, um, eight-week study, 
against 4% hydroquinone niacinamide fared similar results in people with melasma. So that's huge. Absolutely. Huge, huge, huge. That this one molecule, this one ingredient can do so much for the skin in so many different categories. So, you know, it is considered a non-drug, so it isn't, you know, regulated by the FDA. So that's why I, you do find it in a lot of, you know, skincare right. products. I mean, you find it you find it in a lot of skincare products because it's a really good rock star ingredient, ingredient, but it's also very inexpensive to make. But, and it's also more stable. It's a stable molecule. It's a little bit more stable than, a, you know, where a vitamin C, you have to be a little bit um, more careful. And if you guys have any questions about vitamin C or want to learn more about vitamin C, check out our episode on vitamin C. But yeah, so it's great for all skin types, all Fitzpatrick's. It's even safe for people with rosacea and eczema. So that's huge. That's good. Definitely. Yeah. Great around the thin, thin skin of the face, like around the eyes, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just, like I said, it's very versatile, but I will say that one of the side effects in probably a small percentage of people that can't tolerate it, it you do, they do experience a burning or a stinging effect. So that's well, the true. only drawback, I guess, to niacinamide. Well, so pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it sounds like a, something, sounds like a good ingredient. And also, who doesn't love a class clown? So, ah, uh -huh, yes. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. They're all fun, fun and <laughs> games. So yeah, niacinamide, like I said, it's a great, you know, ingredient. It can be the star of the show or it can help support other actives, you know, in a skincare line, but it's great. So, you, you know, providing that the product that we just spoke of has had clinical evidence to support these claims. Um, you could probably be, um, confident to know that niacinamide's in that product line to either help with one of these three things. It's either going to help with inflammation of the skin, pigmentation, or, you know, acne or, acne. you know, inflammation. Yeah. You know, especially when it's safe for those, you know, skin conditions, those medical skin conditions that are irritating to the skin. It's really nice to know that, you know, you have, there's hope out there for you. True. That's good. Yeah. You know, I did a lot of talking. Did, did you have any thoughts about that while I was telling you about this amazing ingredient that does well, is everything for all people? <laughs> well, I was thinking when you said helps with inflammation and pigmentation. So would you say that when you have pigmentation, like your skin gets inflamed? Like does the sun, the UV rays inflame the skin or what causes the skin to be inflamed? Oh, that's a really good question. There's lots of internal, external factors. If you talk to a, a medical professional or an esthetician, they may use the word intrinsic and extrinsic. Right. Intrinsic means internally, right? So we have hormones, things like dehydration, again, um, medications okay. that can cause inflammation, lack of water, lack of hydration. And then we have external factors. Yes, of course, like the sun, the heat, um, certain skincare ingredients that might lower our pH. Vitamin C is one of them. 
you know, acids or another one of them, you know, glycolic, salicylic, lactic acids, those kind of things mm. that can cause irritation in the skin. So sometimes you will even see niacinamide with those kind of products too. And <clears throat> my assumption is it's probably for the anti-inflammatory effect. Okay. Yeah, so there are a lot of things that cause ir- inflammation in the skin, you know, and as we age, our skin thins, unfortunately, our muscles thicken. So we have that kind of imbalance. So whatever we can do to help protect that extracellular matrix that I was speaking of earlier, help keeping that that barrier thick, thicker, you're right? Because it's, it's protecting us. It's the only thing that's protecting us from our internal organs. So it's thinning as we age, you know, just due to lack of cellular turnover, um, things that we do from our, you know, to ourselves, you know, if we're constantly getting chemical peels or doing exfoliation or retinols, retinols actually help thicken the skin. But if we're constantly doing, you know, things to irritate our skin, like the skin can only handle so much, right? True. I know it's aging really sucks. <laughs> yeah, and that is due to inflammation, you know. It's really yeah. due to like so eating our lean our green leafy vegetables, you know, you know, drinking our juices, eating whole grains and whole foods. Um, that's key to fighting that inflammation from the inside. And then externally, obviously, we have to protect ourselves from the sun as well, too, because that's a huge, huge proponent of aging. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds good. Anything else that you were thinking of? No, I just know that I've seen it lots of in lots of ingredients. So it's good now to know. Now you know why. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's a great I can- ingredient. I mean, yeah, I see a lot of girls online always talking about it. And I know I... You know, I talk a lot of shit and I make fun of them. But <laughs> like as I further researched, I knew I knew that it had great anti-inflammatory benefits, right? But I didn't realize that it had all these other benefits as well, especially with the trans-dermal water loss. Um, that's huge because, again, that's the root of that dehydration cycle that starts happening in our skin and that just the cascade of just everything falling apart, you know, from uh. that point on. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Depressing. <laughs> well, that's nice, cinnamide. And so let's start entering the SPF free zone. Maria's got a doozy for us, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, and no matter what you do in life, for the most part, you all either probably you need to buy something. So you're going to be dealing with a salesperson. So you're either going to, you know, I feel like you're always going to be dealing with a salesperson. So Maria wants to tell us what not to do and not to be that guy. (laughs) Well, in the whole, yeah, everyone eventually has to deal with the salesperson, right? You got to buy a car, you're going to buy makeup, you're going to buy something. Um, And as a salesperson, you know, there's a, there's the customer and the salesperson. So both of those people need each other. And so I do believe that you should always be kind um, because at some point you will need 
their help. So of course you would think the salesperson's always going to be good and kind and helpful. Um, and a salesperson should be, they should try and think of your needs and concerns and want to help you with whatever issues you have and also help you to reach your, you know, sales goals or your, your customer service, whatever it is that you may need as a customer. Um, but at the same time, the customer should be gracious and kind as well, because if you're always rude to the salesperson and not kind and not helpful and only thinking of yourself and you're rude, how are you, when you need the salesperson, what are you going to do? You're going to call me up and tell me you need this and that. Am I going to want to help you? Am I going to want to call you immediately? Okay, let's be specific here. What happened? <laughs> well, I have the customer and she is really, you know, right now is a kind of a, a crazy time with the pandemic. So a lot of places are closing down or were closed. And so I understand mm -hmm. there's a lot of stress with that, but there's no need for the customer to be rude to me and talk down to me and tell me that I'm in the line, wrong line of work. I shouldn't be doing this. Um, oh my God, do you really think you're God, like just putting me down constantly. Wow. And, and the whole time I'm really. Rude. That's rude. No one yeah. should say that to anyone. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm just holding my cool and trying to be understanding because at the end of the day, you know, I'm still trying to provide customer service. So needless to say, I couldn't make her happy and you're not, you're not always going to make everybody happy. So that was fine. Sure. But, you know, year, weeks later, month later, she comes back and wants to return everything. But she was not very nice about things, but I still have to help her, but it's not, you know, so what I'm saying is don't be that guy, <laughs> you know, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy that's saying rude things about your salesperson and then a month later wanting a favor, right? Right. That's yeah. Not good. Well, I will say I was listening to the Jenny McCarthy show and she had a girl on that was in retail. She was she worked at the mall, like someplace at the mall. And she was saying the same kind of thing. She was like, be nice to the person checking you out. Don't be rude because we might have a coupon or we might know of something, you know, that can save you some money. Or you might ask for a size, but we might just be, you know, we might just be like, sorry, we don't have that size if you're rude. So it's just like, Everybody, like, be compassionate, you know, have some empathy, think about the other person. Um, and yeah, don't be that guy. Don't be just an asshole being demanding and rude. And then next thing you know, needing asking for a favor. And, and I think it goes all the way around. Be kind. I mean, sure. no matter who you are or, or, you know what I mean? You should always be kind. Yes. I agree because you, like you said, it's you know we're, we're all going through something, so you never know, never assume. Kind of like oh. our couples in our next segment oh. in our reality review. Yep. Right. So we're gonna get, things are gonna get a little dark <laughs> in here because we are throwing some shade at the couples of married with at first sight. So okay. 
Maria, kind of tell us the yeah, premise so, of the show. So basically there's three relationship experts and they help um, couples, men and women, take the step to get married. So you're basically marrying a stranger. You don't know this person, but the experts have met with both of them you know, for a long time and they match these couples up how they think that they should be matched based on their backgrounds, based on maybe their religious beliefs, based on a bunch of personalities. And so, and they work with the experts during this eight week process and um, they really do get married. They meet at the altar, they walk down the aisle and they meet when they get married and they exchange their vows and they kiss and then they start their their honeymoon and the eight weeks and moving in together and what it would look like to be in this marriage and they basically yeah so that's so that's Mm -hmm. the premise and at the end of the eight weeks they decide Mm -hmm. if they want to stay married or if they want to get divorced what an interesting premise for a show. Like when I first saw that it was out, I was like, how dumb. And then you were like, no, no, it's really actually makes you, you know, it's really interesting, you know, and how you relate to the opposite sex and, the, you know, you learn a lot about you relationships do. and couples. So let's go down the, so the couple. So we'll start off with really Bennett quick. and Amelia. They're really quirky couple. Um, they're different. Uh She's a doctor and she's actually going into residency in Virginia. She just got her residency, but they're really kind of off the beaten path. I would say he's like into community theater. I think Um, they're, I kind of want to say they kind of like are like the hippie type of couple. (laughs) Yeah. There's, they're, they're a really strong couple. They have reversed traditional roles she wants to be the one that goes out and works and be a doctor and she wants a man that's going to be at home yeah and and he doesn't feel emasculated for it and he i mean and if you think about it like he wears a dress to bed and she's okay with that he she has you know underarm hair and he's okay with that too so i think that you know seeing this couple this is the first time they've had a couple that i want to say is kind of like what society might say oddball couple but i think this is the route they should go in because i do think that their expectations were real i think this couple is very real and so they're willing to really work on things and be oh they're really open to everything so and they're in love and they're happy and they're excited so yes yeah. They're cute. They're cute. Like I, they're the strongest couple. Yes, I they think they're going to make it. I definitely agree. And then you come on. I mean, the only hiccup is he, moving away. She got her residency in Virginia. Um, in Virginia, and although he's that's not his ideal situation, but he's going with it. He's like, you know, I can spend half the time here and half the time there. There, these all these couples, right? Are yeah, and I think that's great. Um, I think you know what I think is interesting too about this show is. I don't think they've ever done one in California. I wonder why. (laughs) But (laughs) can you see how crazy it could be? I could have ventured to guess why. Yes. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so then we got yep, Amani and Woody. Super cute couple. I love it. He's got a lot of swag. And I think that they're very both open to the experience. And um, he's really romantic. And that's what she loves. Um, they both have manageable expectations of what they wanted out of this relationship. So, and they're oh, really great at communicating nice. um, their needs and their concerns. So, um, I think this they're going to make it for sure too. They're great. Well, so now the couples are in quarantine, right? Yes. This is the beginning. This is probably day 20 in the 20s, 23 to 25 of quarantine. So, I mean, this really is testing them to, and they, they are a good couple, but, but then they started fighting. She started getting jealous over. Oh yeah. It was, and then yeah. asking about bills. Yeah. Or asking about the DMs, the DMs that he got. And he was like, and he was like, oh, I yeah, don't know. DMs. Well, I mean, I would. I, I mean, he wasn't sorry, even paying attention to it. He's like, I didn't even know what she's talking about. Like, I don't even pay attention to that. Like, oh. you know, but I mean. I mean, you're in quarantine with the guy. He's not, what is he doing? Like, what he, What can he do? He can't do anything. But I do. Jeez. But I, okay, I, but I do couple? think that if, and you will see this in every episode, like every season and throughout all relationships, a lot of trauma is carried through um, people. Like you bring on your trauma from previous relationships. So there could be oh. some. I don't know. You never like maybe her? that's something she doesn't like a guy oh. that's always flirting because he is an outgoing kind of guy with a lot of swag. So you definitely you can see that being mm -hmm. you know something that somebody can be concerned in. Yeah, yeah. I would not be comfortable with a guy that's like always on yeah. social media. No. I, I, I <laughs> so you got the next couples, Brett and Olivia. Now it, it's unfortunate because you look at them and they look so good together. She's a NP, a nurse practitioner, and he I think is in like cyber security. Um, they look really cute, but unfortunately, they're really opposite. I think in the way that they are made up, kind of. Um, so. Obviously, I don't think this one is going to work, but the she's really, really, I think she has is a person who has high goals and high expectations. And her expectations were, and I think a lot of these people get into it and they're like, oh, I want a good looking partner. I want this. I want that. And as women, we want a resume. And I just think that that's too, that's too much. Mm -hmm. And he's the kind of guy that isn't into the resume you know he's into saving and he owns a house and she wants to travel and she makes more money and she wants to do all the finer things in life which is great but he mm -hmm. he's pretty honest about it like I don't have that kind of money to be doing that like I own a house I have my retirement that I'm looking at like and so I do think there you yes. have two different people and I, I do believe she's a little more self-centered than he is and she doesn't get his sarcastic sense of humor. So yeah. And you, he wasn't will. I don't think they're willing to compromise at all. No. Well, I, what was eye opening to me is when they, they weren't communicating. He, she, he said, Oh, my biggest pet peeve is when someone's on the phone, when we watch a movie and it's like, well then tell her don't. So then he got mad, left the room. She didn't know why. So then she started just doing housework and she's she's like, then she feels abandoned and alone. Like nothing's worse than that, not communicating and feeling that 
loneliness, like, like that communication. And then, but that's where it got spiraled in their heads because they were both assuming things about right. each other. And, and again, I think, or assuming things about this, just letting things escalate yeah, in their own head, right? right? And making things worse. And again, than they I really think were. that goes, go ahead. And then she wanted, she wanted to what? No, she wanted to work through it because the, the therapist had told Brett, like, you really want to throw away your marriage over this? And so they got together and she, he was like, yeah. no, thanks. You know, sh she was willing to work through it. And he was such a douche. Well, she was just like, no, thanks. I think he's always wow, trying to work cold. with her. And I think she overanalyzes everything. And he's just like, okay, no, I don't see it like that. Okay. I feel like they're both black and white. So there's for room for compromise is, is unnegotiable there. Uh, I think he doesn't feel like he lives up to her standards too. I think there is a lot oh, of security well, on Oh, well, who side. would live up and to her standards? Who would? Somebody maybe who's an attorney or a doctor, maybe, but then she may not feel. Uh, yeah. up to, I, I do think that both of these people carry their trauma from previous relationships and from their life whatever those things mm -hmm. were, you know, she has a lot of walls and he, it, he has walls himself. Like, like. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. What, but what I mean, review. I think, I think also what this show is great about is you're going to watch this whole season afterwards. You're going to see how you were and it may help you grow to be a better version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm already nice. Uh, Miles and Karen, super cute, super cute couple. I think that they could be matched. Mm -hmm. Karen. Yeah, I know, thing. right? And, you know, she's used to being with macho men, and this guy's opposite of that. He's sensitive mm -hmm. and very open, very communicative. He wants to share his feelings, and she doesn't like that and doesn't want that. I think she's used to dating guys that don't treat her well. So, her, I think her mm -hmm. expectations are off, and I and I at the bottom line, I don't think she's attracted to him, to be honest. So I don't see this working out. I mean, it could grow. She was noticed that. Remember at the wedding, she didn't even kiss him on the lips. She kissed him on. She only let him kiss on the cheek. She was being like totally frigid, but it was I, like, yeah, no, uh, yeah, there's no attraction. She, I remember, guarantee if there, if that guy, if he were the more macho guy and he grabbed her and he laid one on her, she would probably respond. No, because remember he was joking around. No, about and she, yeah, she, but that's because, that's, that's she because she's not attracted him. to him. It goes back to that. I guarantee she's not attracted to him. And she doesn't, yeah. she's not willing to compromise on that. She's used, this is the, this is what bothers me. This is what bothers me know. about the show is that if you're willing to marry a stranger, then you should be as open as possible. You shouldn't be thinking of, oh, he's not my type or she's not my type or blah, blah, blah. You know, that's wrong. Right. Then you shouldn't have gone on this show. If you went on it for the wrong reasons to be popular or to get some social media people following you, then that's really late. <laughs> well, yeah, they're yeah. matched for a reason. So the experts match for a reason. So well, time will tell. Hopefully she gets her shit together and realizes what a great guy she has. I mean, that's just... I don't think I mean, so. it just, I think she's, she's only 30. So she's not going to... I think only two she marriages might. are going to make it. So, well, let's Aww. talk about the last couple, Christina Henry's and so Henry, cute. because she is <laughs> resting bitch face. If you... 
opened up, Googled resting bitch face. It's a picture of her. She is such a bitch. And he, yeah, he's a nice guy. He's definitely got, he's quirky. He's definitely got yeah, some insecurities. Yeah. He's awkward. Maybe he has tricks, <laughs> I don't know about that. You know? I think he has some facial tics. Um, yeah, well, That's I mean, tricks. not com- a form, a form but he was overweight as a kid and he kind of got bullied. Yeah. So I think that he, that, is still yeah. resonates with him and so that's why he lacks the confidence what is and that's what christina wants so yeah but she just i mean she's so cold to him like why would he open up like it goes both ways like she's she wants him to be more confident but she, he she doesn't make him feel safe no he, he needs up. somebody who's more willing to yeah, she's she's not. I don't think they're. It's sad because he is sweet, and I think she does want to be with somebody, but well, I don't. She says she's you know she's starting to feel get more and more feelings from him. But what about the bombshell at the end of the show? <laughs> yeah, and he seemed really perturbed about that. So I felt bad for him because I don't think he's gay, but I don't know where that comes from. So the bombshell was her friend texted her and said, found out from a really good source that Henry has been sleeping with some dude, right? Yeah, that that she heard that he's Something like that? sleeping with some guy. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, I'm not going to say I saw it coming, but I, I don't know. Something's off with Henry. Something is off. Like I haven't quite put my finger on it. He's a nice guy. But he does have all girlfriends. Usually gay men always have <laughs> friends that are just girls. Like he doesn't have uh, I just think that uh, he's, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It is strange, but. Yeah, we'll find out. But this is just such an interesting show. I love it. I love because I'm actually taking, you know, some inventory myself on my relationship and my communication skills because I think about that too. I think how. I must, I assume things and maybe he does too. And like, we should probably talk well, about it, you know? So, cause also, and also I do feel like some people, you can be reactionary when you should step back instead of reacting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Thanks Maria. Well, thanks so much. And everybody, that was our show on niacinamide. I mean, I hope that you enjoyed it and if you want to um, watch Married at First Sight it's on Lifetime on Wednesday nights at 8 central and uh, yeah that's it if you have any if you guys had fun you learned anything new please tell some friends if you have any questions you can DM me anytime at Butasia 2.0 on Instagram or my TikTok and then we will see you in two weeks on Wednesday And until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.